0: Now, Norman, you've covered so many stories on breast cancer on the health report over the years that it's probably not worth trying to add them all up. But there's a controversy in a type of, if I got this diagnosis, I would be scared about it. This idea of a ductal carcinoma in situ, but is a controversy around whether that kind of diagnosis is cancer and if it's useful? Talk me through it. Right. So you're right. It's called dr carcinoma in situ, or DCIS. Now, people who've been criticising the breast screening campaign, both here and overseas, have suggested it, it's a bit like the prostate cancer story. You know, where men get a PSA test and then they they uh, they're found to have cancer in the prostate, but it's early and is it going to kill them or not? And is it going to turn out to be a serious disease? Mm. DCIS is a precancerous lesion in the breast, and the question is, is it worth finding? Um, and if you find it, how do you treat it? It's found at mammography in most women, and needle bi- followed by needle biopsy, and there really has been a lot of argument about how significant it is. It's anywhere between 15 and 30% of breast cancer diagnoses at screening, so it's a lot. And in fact, it it is a precancer, but the question is, what's the value to women from finding it? Because it won't progress in many of them, and what's the best treatment? Now, there have been two major papers on this recently, which really can help women make decisions. Someone with a long-standing interest in DCIS is Bruce Mann, who's Professor of Surgery at the University of Melbourne and Director of the Breast Cancer Tumor Stream at the Victorian Comprehensive Cancer Centre. Thank you, Norman. Look, this has been a battlefield, DCIS. Let's just define what it is?
1: DCIS is not breast cancer. It's a precancerous change. The cells lining the breast ducts look like cancer cells. They reach the criteria for a pathological description of cancer cells. But the surround, the basement membrane around the duct is intact. And if it's intact, the cells can't get into the breast tissue. Therefore, they can't get around the body. Therefore, it's not cancer. And the challenge is, how important is it that we search for and diagnose DCIS and how much treatment is appropriate?
0: And critics of the breast screening program say, well, look, maybe 30% of DCIS, a lot of those will not go on to breast cancer and therefore questions the value of the breast screening program.
1: That summarizes it exactly. Many patients who have pure DCIS will not come to harm if they do nothing. There are some studies of long-term observation that show that in low-grade DCIS, it's a minority of patients will go on to invasive cancer even after 20 years of follow-up. The problem is we can't identify those cases of DCIS that are at minimal risk of progression.
0: So we're going to talk about two studies which may illuminate this issue. One is our British study looking at DCIS, Dr. Carcinoma in situ, in women who've been in the breast screening program and women where it's been discovered outside the breast screening program. As a matter of interest, given that there's not necessarily a lump attached to DCIS, how do you find out you've got DCIS if you haven't been in the screening program?
1: There's a few reasons. Before screening, about 3% of all breast malignancies were DCIS. This was mass-forming DCIS. Uncommon, but it happens and it still happens. Another way of presentation is that some DCIS will lead to a nipple discharge, particularly a bloody or a profuse nipple discharge that's unilateral, just one side, We investigate that largely to exclude DCIS. Sometimes DCIS presents as a rash in the nipple. It's a condition called Paget's disease. And then as the authors of the study point out, sometimes these are cases where a mammogram is done for another reason and the DCIS is an incidental finding.
0: So in summary, what did they find?
1: They reported that the breast cancer mortality at 25 years was very low, I think it was 6%, which is actually higher than long-term mortality from large series from the US and elsewhere. What they did show is that the women who had this pre-cancer diagnosed outside the program had a much higher rate of an actual cancer diagnosed in the next 25 years. That was up to 20 to 27%, so roughly 1% per year. That identifies these as women who are at high risk of developing an actual cancer where there's much less controversy, and therefore they need to take care, definitely keep up with their mammograms, consider risk-reducing medication or or other measures, even though that wasn't discussed in this paper.
0: I mean, say risk-reducing, we'll come to treatment in a moment, but you're talking Mm. about estrogen blockers.
1: Yeah, use of tamoxifen or other treatments that can be effective.
0: Now, in parallel with this, There was a study just out the last few days which looked at interval cancers. So this is not DCIS. This is women whose breast cancers are discovered between screenings. So they're going to the breast screening program, and then lo and behold, you get a tumor, a lump, appearing between your screens. And it's long been identified that those women are at particularly increased risk. And this study showed that the genetics of these cancers are different. So they are different cancers. So there's something peculiar about interval cancers that makes them grow faster and so on. Do you think that's true of DCIS, that this group of women who've got non-screen-detected DCIS actually have a different tumour?
1: In the British study, they did talk about interval DCIS. They didn't address the genetics. They did comment that the UK programme is for screening every three years, so there is a longer time for things to progress. I think we all assume, and the paper you refer to supports this, that interval cancers generally are worse. The simplistic way of looking at it is that they're faster growing, which is why they become symptomatic between screening rounds. Some of them may be more difficult to find on the standard mammogram. So it might be that the cancer was there but was not seen on mammogram. This is the whole area of high breast density, which is a whole other story, but it's relevant to that. Interval cancers do seem to be different, and we need to address the issue of minimising the number of interval cancers, find them early if we can.
0: And just to square off on the breast density story, which we've covered a few times on the health Mm -hmm. report, which is that women with dense breasts... One theory is that you miss them on mammogram because the breast is dense and you'll miss a small lump, or there's something about breast density which increases your risk.
1: And it appears to be both.
0: Now, the other battlefield is how do you treat a woman who's got DCIS? Some people say you just need to go to full mastectomy. Some people say, well, you can go to breast conserving surgery, which means you just remove the area. And some people say you need breast conserving surgery plus radiotherapy. And there's a Dutch study which helps you understand this?
1: That Dutch study, and also there's data in the British study that are very helpful. The bottom line is that of patients who have treatment, either mastectomy or local excision alone or excision plus radiation, their risk of dying from breast cancer are very low and they're the same irrespective of which treatment they choose. If someone has less treatment, particularly excision without radiation, the rate of another event in the breast either more dcis or an invasive cancer is higher and therefore advice is often to minimize the risk of a local recurrence you should have more treatment i.e., have the radiation or or have the mastectomy to me it's really up to the woman what we're really trying to do is minimize breast cancer death each approach is the same A local recurrence is not a good thing to have. It's bad for quality of life. So many women choose more treatment to minimise that risk, but others would prefer to reduce the amount of treatment they have now and are prepared to accept a higher risk. There is quite a bit of work going on in predicting those who are at risk of recurrence with or without radiation. There may be new assays or approaches, but they're still really under investigation.
0: So the bottom line from your point of view, breast screening is worth having. DCIS needs to be treated because a proportion will go on to get breast cancer.
1: To me, it's good to find it and our challenge is to avoid over-treatment and that has to be an informed decision and the woman needs to be central to that decision.
0: Sitting behind all this and where we started was this debate about the value of breast screening. What's the good, the bad and the ugly at the moment of our breast screening program in Australia?
1: Good, the bad, and the ugly. But what needs we, to be improved? Our, our breast cancer mortality has reduced dramatically. That's a combination of earlier diagnosis, largely through breast screen and better treatment. The participation rate is disappointingly low. It's in the 50s and it's not going up. So a lot of women who are eligible, who are invited, are not participating. And then the issue that we have not addressed is how to address those at high risk, particularly of interval cancer, those with high density. Breast screen has not changed dramatically since it was introduced in the 1990s. And that's the challenge for the next 10 years. Bruce,
0: thanks for joining us.
1: Pleasure. Thank you, Norman.
0: Bruce Mann is Professor of Surgery at the University of Melbourne and Director of the Breast Cancer Tumour Stream at the Victorian Comprehensive Cancer Centre.
1: ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.